What's going on, everybody? Welcome into Down the Line uh, here in Johnson Hall. It's John and Matt today inside the studio, and no Shane Hogan today, but we have a special guest uh, <laughs> calling from Campus Town East, apartment room 476, Dan Abington. You might know him, but uh, Dan, you there <laughs> as a cameo? I'm here, John. Don't worry. <laughs> I, I am here for our faithful listeners and I got to be honest, it was weird hearing you do the intro <laughs> instead of me or Shane. That, that, I mean, that during... was a, it, it was weird having you in the captain's seat. I know. I, I feel a little comfortable in this. I don't think he's going to get it back now. Yeah. <laughs> he likes it there. I like he, it there. He likes it there a lot. I was during the, yeah, entire, uh, happen. Ent- during the entire show uh, opening uh, of the song We Built This City, I was telling Matt of my few thoughts I had on the intro. It was... Welcome into Down the Line with Yazel and Leuzi. No Dan Abington. He's gone. <laughs> uh, we terminated him. And, but, no, Dan, it's, um, it's great to have you here uh, doing a little bit remote today. Hey, it's always good to be here. Always nice to talk sports with you gentlemen. And it's, uh, it's a really good week to be talking about sports, too. So it, I'm excited. It really is. And, you know, Yazel, uh, today starts the first four of the March Madness men's bracket. Yes, sir. Uh, great time. Uh, four games start at 5.10 Eastern time is the first game. But uh, I think this is enough for me hosting. Uh, I think we're just going to toss it back to the main host, Dan. Dan? You want me to host now, John? Yeah, You're, you can, uh, you can host, Dan. No, it's, it's your show. Uh, Yazel and I have been brought up through the ranks. <laughs> here but uh it only feels comfortable with you hosting and uh leading discussion all right that's fine by me i'm i'm totally willing to uh yeah. are you guys willing to start with uh the nfl free agency like we talked about earlier let's yeah, sure. do it all right so we'll, we'll talk nfl first and then we'll hop into ncaa predictions after uh after our break um so it's been a really busy week after uh free agency has opened up officially um there's still a bunch of really good players out on the market. But if you look at, like, the the top, top free agents that are out there, a ton of people have been signed already. Like, Dak Prescott has gone back to his team. A lot of guys have been franchise tagged. Um, Allen Robinson, especially, who we talked about last week, Chris Godwin. Uh, but there, there's been some, some shift in a lot of these uh, – in a lot of teams. The Chiefs have made some offensive line moves. Uh, a lot of offensive linemen especially have been moving around, and the Patriots have made some noise recently with two tight ends, Matthew Judon, Jalen Mills, Nelson Aguilar. They've all uh, headed up to Foxborough. Two former Eagle greats. So, yeah, yeah. Exactly. <laughs> they said if you can't beat them, may as well join them. I, I mean, <laughs> That's I, what Belichick was saying. I told Nick Galley, our uh, Patriots insider here at Marquette, that Ugh. he sounds he sounded really like happy that they got Aguilar, and I'm like, just wait until you see him drop all those passes, and I've I've seen a fair share of mine. Uh, but it's good that Nelly finally well, got paid uh, three years, I believe, around third twenty four to thirty mil, right uh, for that. Um, but you know he bet on himself last year with a one year uh, contract with the Las Vegas uh, Raiders, and then he got he got paid in return. So you know maybe this is a start uh, of the next chapter of his career, and he turns some stuff around. Yeah, he was uh, he was very good last year after having some rough years with us. Uh, his his 2017, he had some major plays, and I thought he was really going to be a great player for the Eagles moving forward. But I actually kind of hope that he has success in 
in a Patriots uniform because I really like Cam Newton. They just brought him back as mm-hmm. well. And I want I want Cam to succeed. I don't want Belichick to succeed. But never. I think I want Cam <laughs> to succeed more than I want Belichick not to succeed. Yeah. And if that makes sense. I, it does make sense. And, Matt, maybe you can say this too. I was kind of surprised that they were bringing back Cam um, mm-hmm. just be based on like what, how the earlier offseason was going. Mm-hmm. And, but, you know, maybe they didn't feel the free agent market was there for a quarterback. Maybe they were trying to get a trade, but it didn't work out. And then they're evaluating this upcoming draft class and of quarterbacks, and they none of them sup- like wowed them to the extent to waste a first-round draft pick. Mm-hmm. Uh, they brought back Cam for that, that reason. Who knows, but he... I, I enjoy watching him play too, Dan. Uh, you know, I want him to succeed as well, but Belichick, yeah, no no chance in that. Yeah, and I, I was a little surprised they brought Cam back. And honestly, still, I <laughs> there's a lot of Patriots fans thinking they could still trade for Deshaun Watson. Um, eh. I don't exactly know what that package would look like for them, but, I mean, I think they would still happily, you know, move Cam to the backup spot. But, I mean, I think he at least deserves another chance. Um last year obviously did not go great but honestly I don't think Jared Stidham is their answer either clearly um they haven't really trusted him so you know some teams we've seen through this free agency process obviously the two big names out there quarterback wise are Watson and potentially Wilson some teams are willing to be more patient with that and like wait maybe closer to the draft to see okay can we pull this off or are we going to look to the draft and some teams aren't. I mean, we're going to talk about it, but you, know, you see the Bears pulling the trigger on a quarterback because they don't think they can do that. You see the Patriots bringing Cam back. So it, it's interesting to see what teams really think they may have a shot at one of those guys. Yeah, and, uh, John, it's interesting that you mentioned that uh, they they don't really have any quarterbacks in mind in the draft because I was actually looking at a mock draft just before we came on, and it has the Patriots taking Mac Jones with the oh, 15th wow. pick. So. So maybe Cam starts the first few weeks, and if Mac Jones is impressive enough in his time uh, in, the, in training camp through those first few weeks, maybe Mac Jones becomes a starter, or if Cam is impressive enough uh, while during those first few weeks when he gets a full training camp in, when he does not have COVID, maybe he's still their starter that they're going to ride with. He has a few, uh, few more options now with uh, Hunter Henry, Jonu Smith, mm-hmm. Aguilar, as we mentioned, but – they're still a scary team, and we know that Bill Belichick can coach up a good offense. So I am, I am certainly not going to count out Cam or another uh, quarterback that the Patriots get. For sure, and it, I don't. I kind of disagree with your saying there that maybe after a few weeks, Mac Jones actually gets the coach, the starting quarterback job if he is drafted by the by the Patriots, just because. Cam got paid like $14 million to be a bench player. doesn't sound like that, op- that thing for me. Like I feel like Cam is smart enough. His agent and his like group is smart enough to know that if there was a possibility of the Patriots drafting a quarterback in the first round, they got some kind of statement or reaffirmance from the Patriots that he Cam's going to be our starter for the entire season. God willing, no injuries. So I, I, I don't believe that we could see a rookie quarterback take over in Foxborough just based on how much Cam was paid. Yeah, it's possible to go either way. But I'm interested to monitor 
that situation as we move forward. But uh, let, let's talk a little bit about some of these other guys that um, that have been signed recently. How about uh, the one in uh, Leonard- Chicago? Because we, we, can, we can talk all we want about the Bears and, uh, today on this show because we have no Shane. <laughs> I, I feel yes. like we should do the opposite. I feel like we should uh, talk little about it. With with Shane not around to absolutely trash Pace and uh, what what's the other guy's name? Nagy, Matt I Nagy. Mean, I mean, we can make fun of the Bears today. Like we all couldn't right. we couldn't Sounds really good. we couldn't really do that. Which we can't really do that with Shane around. For all of our That's all true. of our listeners know that. All right. Well, the big Bears news is that they have signed Andy Dalton to be the quarterback, which a lot of Bears fans are hoping that he's just going to be their backup uh, and that they're still but he's not. in the, no. they're still in the running for Russell Wilson or Deshaun Watson but it looks like they're, they're going with the Red Rocket. Yeah, Red Rocket. He said in his uh, press conference today that part of why he went there was because they told him he was going to start. <laughs> so that kind of oh. put the nail in the coffin for a lot of Bears fans today too. Uh, but I, I I think it's hysterical. Um because the reports are that they sent a pretty nice offer to Seattle for Russell Wilson. So, I mean, I guess, like, credit to them for that, for actually taking a shot on that. But that I never thought that was going to happen. I never thought they had a chance at that. Deshaun Watson, maybe if the Texans ever came around. And the Bears clearly just didn't have the patience for that, for the Texans to come around. Um, but this just – does nothing for the Bears, in my opinion. It just it's going to yeah. leave them in the even if he is marginally better than Mitch Trubisky. It, this it, this doesn't make them any better than what they were last year. They're going to be a second place team at best, maybe around eight nine wins, or I guess if we're moving to seventeen games, you know I, I don't know, just somewhere in that range. But they're not going to win playoff games with Andy Dalton as their quarterback and. Even uh, supposedly they're in on Kenny Galladay too. It's like, yeah, you got mm. Galladay, Allen Robinson. That's a pretty good duo, but yeah, Andy Dalton throwing to him. So what does it matter? Um, I just I don't think this helps the Bears at all. I think they just got impatient. They took a swing at Wilson. They didn't think there was a chance there, and they just they went for it. And I I don't think it helps them at all. I really don't. Yeah, it's interesting uh, because they still have Foles under contract, and he's being paid a whole lot too. To be a backup. To be a backup. Matt, I, I want to stay in the uh, in the division and talk a little bit about the Packers because there have been two pretty significant uh, moves involving the Packers. One is obviously the re-signing of Aaron Jones, which is a big, big signing for you guys. Uh, it was speculated that he wasn't going to come back, but – uh, he's coming back four years, $48 million. However, Corey Lindsley, your your center, not coming back, going to the Chargers. He's signing a pretty big five-year contract, over $60 million there. Yeah. What are your thoughts overall on how the Packers have uh, have fared in the past week or so? Um, yeah, so the general consensus among a lot of Packer fans going into this offseason was that neither of them were going to come back, um, particularly Lindsley because – I mean, you saw what he did. He signed the biggest contract for a center in the history of the NFL, I believe it was. So it's really hard to have one of the most expensive quarterback deals of all time, one of the most, I think, the biggest left tackle deal for Bakhtiari, the biggest nose tackle deal for Kenny Clark. I mean, it goes on and on. He just didn't fit. Um, So that was pretty clear from the beginning. But 
I, I will admit, you know, we talked about Jones a little bit last week about the franchise tag. I am surprised that they brought him back. I, I really am. Um, it, both sides kept saying that they wanted to make it happen, but I just never thought that it was going to because of the money. Um, he And he got his $12 million per year that he wanted. A lot of it is incentive-based, um, and, you know, it's a long-term deal. It, honestly, I've come around on the money a little bit, and I love Aaron Jones. I'm happy he's back on the team. I'm excited. Uh, obviously, this kind of gets Jamal Williams out of Green Bay. He signed with Gross the Lions yesterday, which <laughs> made me very sad. Um, so I'm going to miss him. But I'm very excited to see what A.J. Dillon can do as the RB2 next year. I think that's a really good combo of you know the speed and pass-catching ability and everything Aaron Jones brings, and then kind of more between-the-tackles, power-runner that Dylan is, and he's obviously still very young. So, overall, I'm happy that he's back. I'm interested to see how they manage the rest of this offseason money-wise. Um, they've restructured a bunch of contracts and stuff. Um, but still a bunch of needs left. Really need another cornerback, either through the draft or whatever. Um, need some linebackers. And I, I think this deal puts them in a position where they're really going to have to draft well this year. Um Obviously, last year's draft hasn't really panned out much so far. Some other drafts in the past few years haven't, but they're really going to have to draft well this year if they're going to. If that's the only way they're going to be able to fill some of these needs that they have. I mean, I feel like a lot of teams are going to have to draft a lot better because this will be the second year that they won't have a NFL combine uh, True. in Indianapolis. A lot of teams are going. They actually have a year now under their belt of knowing how to prepare for a draft uh, virtually, remotely, getting to know these players over Zoom and interviews and coaches and all that stuff. But, Matt, the big thing that the Packers need still, and they they might not need need, but they were looking to add last season, was another receiver. One of those names to the Packers was Will Fuller. He's obviously, we talked earlier before we came on today, that he's signing with the Dolphins. So mm-hmm. what do the Packers do from there? Uh, have you heard of any other people linked to the Packers to help the receiver core? <laughs> no. Yeah, that's the answer <laughs> to that question. Um, but what's interesting is that I guess the only thing that could potentially be hopeful for the Packers um, is that, I mean, Will Fuller is way better than taking a one-year deal. And – uh, but the situation this year is that you know the cap is a lot lower than it normally uh-huh. will be. Next year is probably going to be a lot higher, so the, there's a potential for guys to get longer-term contracts. So I'm really interested to see. The best free agent left is probably Kenny Galladay. Um, I'm interested to see if he's trying to get it over with and try to get the best long-term deal he can get, or if he's going to do a one-year prove-it type deal and then try to get a big, fat contract next year. Uh, but other, to answer your question, no. Um, if Kenny Galladay wants to, as he's driving on his way to his meeting with Chicago, you know, kind of take a right turn and head over to Green Bay, I would very much love that. Uh, if he wants to take a one-year cheap deal, um, but honestly, I feel like the Packers are going to go into next year unless they draft somebody, um, are going to go into next year with the same receiving core, except. Devin Funches, who opted out last year, is going to be coming back. I don't know how much to expect from him, but yeah. I mean, you forgot a, a big name on the market as of uh, last night, Matt. Who's that? Alshon Jeffrey. Oh, boy. Wait, really? Did you guys cut him? Yeah, we cut him. 
Oh, man, yeah. poor Alshon. Yeah. Uh, Thank the Lord. <laughs> it was about time. <laughs> Him and Deshaun were let go. Um, Malik Jackson was he, let go. He was spectacular. We would not have won a Super Bowl, Super Bowl if it he, wasn't for him. He made so many great catches that year, and he was exactly what they needed at the time. Yeah. But they have stuck with him about two seasons too long, uh-huh. and they don't need him. No, they don't. And I think the thing that has hurt him uh, was ob- is obviously, unfortunately, the injuries. Um, every time he came back, it seemed like he would have a decent first game and then go back on the uh, – down the roller coaster to be, being a crappy player again. Wasn't he uh, pretty bad with Wentz in general? He was. And then sometimes, like was. when when Foles would come in or when someone else yeah. would come in, he um, would do decent. Him and Wentz didn't really seem to lock click. up or click. Yeah. Um, we'll get into that a little bit later. Uh, hint, hint for what my loser of the week will be. Um, <laughs> but oh boy. Yeah. Don't just just wait. Just wait. Um. But yeah, so I mean, they could they could get Elshon uh, and the former Bear coming back to the division, Matt. Uh, you know, huh? Oh, the Packers. The Packers. Being Alshon? I'm about. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. No. I mean, I should have I should have oh, clarified boy. that a little bit better, but um, that would be funny. Yeah, I mean, I you think... want Deshaun Jackson instead? Is he still fast? Yeah, when he's, he's not still injured. Very fast. When he's not injured. Very fast. I mean, sure. Why don't throw him in the slot? Why not? I one guy some Packer fans wanted was Curtis Samuel. I would have liked that. Mm. Uh, basically, a lot of teams. Yeah, I think uh, Washington got him. That's a good signing for them. Um, and I mean, Will Fuller to Miami, great signing for them. I mean, imagine if the Dolphins get Watson now, pairing those two Ooh. back together. Um, that makes Miami a lot better for this year. But. Um, I think a good compliment to Devont uh, Will Fuller. A lot of people thought would have been a great compliment to Adams, just because he's a lot faster, but still has you know the great pass catching ability. We have MVS, who's very fast, but he's the definition of a boomer bust wide receiver. So, um, yeah, someone like Samuel would come in and have a big impact. But I don't know. I I do not expect them to make a wide receiver move, though. Let's yeah. just say that. There, yeah, I, I wanted to talk a little bit about the receivers, but you guys, I guess, have already talked enough. I mean, Corey Davis was on the market for a while, but the Jets have picked him up. Curtis Samuel was a big piece. You mentioned the Redskins. Oh, uh, whoa. I saw, whoa. I saw Juju. Whoa, 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 whoa. Wait, what? The Damn. football team. Thank you. Oh. Curtis Samuel, <laughs> sorry. Uh, but I saw Juju uh, was, like, meeting with the Jets today, I think. I yeah, Juju's today. still still out there. Uh, I don't know if he's going to get as much money as he probably wants. Yeah. Um, but he could still be a pretty good piece for a team. I mean, the Patriots already got Aguilar and Kendrick Bourne. A.J. Green signed with the Cardinals. So yeah, that was the two biggest guys out there right now are Galladay and Juju. And I think Galladay is a much better receiver yeah. than Juju is. But I also uh, I'm seeing a lot of Galladay to the Giants rumors. Or I was going to ask how you feel. I'm seeing a lot that he's going to get on a plane from O'Hare and land in Philly, and we're going to give him this massive contract that he won't be paid for the next five years because how he messed up the the cap space, and he's just going to play. <laughs> yeah, we John, we have zero money to spend yeah, on a free I, agent. I, hence why I made that ridiculous and yeah. stupid <laughs> comment. <laughs> How do you well, feel about him in New York? Receiver. How do I feel? I I don't. No. I don't. No. You don't want. Go ahead, John. No, I, I you don't want. I you know, we see 
the Cowboys, the football team, and the Giants continue getting better in different areas. And the Eagles are just sitting here having their foot up on the table, hands behind their back, uh, their head, and saying, don't worry, we'll be all good. Like, oh, my, like, yeah, we, like, we don't want to have another controversy in the, in the quarterback room. We, don't, we, have a, we have a head coach who doesn't have another quarterback. We only have one quarterback on our roster right now. We, we have no money to spend and all this other nonsense. And how, the fact that Howie Roseman said last year we, we sucked gave me a little bit of happiness, but he's the one who put that team together. So he can go get on 95 and head wherever he wants and get out of my city. Matt, I, I will legitimately answer your question and say that I do not like the prospect <laughs> of, of him to the Giants because they already have Slayton and Shepard plus Evan Ingram. So yeah. the Eagles have one cornerback that can really do anything, and that's Darius Slay. I mean, we only have and one quarterback he, probably on the roster right now. <laughs> yeah, we, we've gotten rid of a ton of, ton of them. So if the Eagles are trying to guard Shepard, Slayton, Galladay, and Evan Ingram all at the same time, then the Giants might score 63 points in the first half. <laughs> yeah, this. So Eagles I do not want him. I do not want him going to the Giants. I'm already scared enough about the Giants with some of the moves they've made. I, I, mean, I think have, that they could still be pretty good. I mean, they get Saquon back next year too. Yeah. By the way, I'm also <laughs> slightly uh, concerned about. Insanely terrifying. I mean, I said if the Bears get Galladay, you know, they still have Andy Dalton throwing the ball, mm-hmm. and I, I stand by that. But, again, Packers corner situation, not great outside of Jair. So, having those two guys. I was going to say, you have, you have like, the best cover corner in the league. So, I would take a step back there if I were you. Well, outside, I'm, saying, I'm just saying outside of that. You know, it's a little <laughs> rough. Kevin King gone, not coming back. Uh, don't really know who's taking his spot, though. We'll see. Mm. Oh, it's going to be there, a long uh, next any, few months. Yeah. Any other free agents signings that you guys want to talk about? There, I mean, there have been other ones around the league. Of course, Patrick Peterson is moving on from the Cardinals. There's there's uh, a lot of D backs that have moved. John Gross. Johnson to the the Browns. So there's a safety off the yeah. board. I know the Eagles needed the safety to pretty be badly. Honest, so. To be honest with you both, because I have no interest in the Eagles right now because of how garbage of a fire that they're in right now. Um, I haven't followed the NFL much in the in the free agency. Um, Their trade became official, the Wentz one. Yeah. Get, 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 yeah get, get, just get prepare yourself for uh, 420 when we, when we get to that segment. Oh, I, I totally forgot. We never we never talked about this. Um, it happened in the last week. Drew Brees oh, is yeah. actually retiring from yeah. the NFL. Uh, Jameis Winston signed back to the Saints, so it'll be he and Taysom Hill. I don't know who's going to take the reins. I would prefer Jameis. Yeah. Ten days so a week nice. over Taysom. Did you see uh, Taysom's, like, contract? No, I didn't. It's insane. Yeah, it's ridiculous. Let me try to pull it up. It's like – Taysom Hill contract. Um, they signed they, – it was like an extension the same days. Uh, okay, here, here I have it. It Okay, restructuring his contract, supposedly to create cap room because that makes sense. Uh Four year, a hundred and forty million. What? And it says all years oh. are voidable, and it's a mechanism to free up cat space. But yeah, that's insane. Wow. 
Huh. I did not expect that much. No. I mean, I guess if you're paying him that much money, then he might need to be your starting quarterback. I guess so. But, I mean, he, he's, he's got something on Sean Payton, I'm telling you. I don't know why <laughs> he, that, he don't know why that guy to. gets to play so much. Yeah, I don't enjoy make, watching him. It makes him. no sense. Yeah. I mean, is James yeah, that, contract one or two years? I didn't see. He signed a one-year $12 okay. million. Okay. So, I mean, they lose Emmanuel Sanders. Does Taysom go out to wide receiver? Yeah, Bills Mafia. Great signing for them. I mean, oh, oh, not not, not that it, yeah, Trubisky. Uh, Mitch is there now too, but uh, uh, I know we're we're getting close to the end of this segment. But Zach Ertz potentially to the Bills. I've heard that's one team that's really mm. linked to him. That'd be a good spot. That would be. I I would. Like I would. That. I would fully I, endorse I mean, I that. I really, I really like Zach Ertz. I really like yeah he and his wife and what they've done for the entire world. I think they're a spectacular couple. Yeah, uh, he's actually the less athletic of the two, uh-huh. in my mind. Um, but I would really like for him to succeed with uh, the Bills and their now backup quarterback Mitchell Trubisky. Yeah, and maybe maybe a quarterback controversy there in in Buffalo. No chance. <laughs> I mean, you've got the Nickelodeon MVP. That is true. <laughs> that 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 is an excellent Allen point. Josh has never won the MVP. That is an excellent Josh point. Josh has never won the MVP, John. That is an excellent point, Dan. It's a factual statement. Josh Allen also oh, has not saying, had slime thrown onto him. You're right. You're right. Yeah. I mean, I think that it could be a controversy. I mean, that slime might be the different the the setting factor of who, of what quarterback finally gets the Bills a Super Bowl. <laughs> <laughs> they, so there's some blessing in this in this slime that the Bears didn't want anymore. Uh, I mean, Mark wanted it. Okay, we're going a little a bit too far here, John. <laughs> Mark's favorite player. We're talking. Yeah, about great arm he apparently has, better than Foles. Yeah, right. <laughs> All right, you guys have any any final thoughts on free agency before we send it to a quick break? Not at all. I think all remaining free agents should shine with the Packers. That is my mm. finishing thought. They okay, should all take one year, $100,000 deal. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. I think I think you got it. I think yeah. you're in. Yeah. All right. Well, John, you want to send us the break since you're actually able to from there? All right. We'll take a break here on Down the Line. Uh, when we come back, March Madness talk between Dan, Matt, and I. Stay with us. All righty, everyone. Welcome back into Down the Line. Sorry of an extra song there. We accidentally hung up on Dan uh, calling in. <laughs> um, for those who are not were not with us for our first segment, Dan's calling from the apartment today, uh, spending some extra time with his girlfriend. Love that. Uh, but you know, guys, it's finally March. March Madness is here. First yep. four is tonight. First one tips off in about eight minutes from now. Um, is that one of the 16 seed games? Yeah, I had this pulled up. Where is it? Um, I'm losing. Yes, it is. I'm losing who, my. Uh, who do you guys have in the in these uh, first four games? I we didn't get to pick them. I know, but I, I like to do uh, it myself. Uh, I've I've got uh, Appalachian State, Drake, uh, I think Texas Southern and UCLA. Yeah, we got, so it's so it's. Texas Southern versus Mount St. Mary's at 510 Eastern time. Drake versus Wichita State at 627 Eastern. Appalachian State versus Norfolk State 
at 8.40 Eastern, and UCLA and Michigan State is at 9.57 Eastern, which is the, the final game of the night. Uh, Dan, I think I agree with your picks, and I'll just say I think Michigan State, they had a rough year at first, but they've shown the ability to beat really good teams, and UCLA is just kind of eh to me. I, I think I would have been fine with them just missing the tournament. Um, so I'm going to go with Michigan State. I'm gonna go. You, you disagree. You disagree with my picks. You said UCLA. I did. Yeah. Oh well, yeah. then boo. Yeah, I'm gonna go with. <laughs> I think I want. I'm Wait, going hold with. Hold on, you're booing. You're booing a team my from pick Michigan. Of Michigan State. Losing? I would enjoy if UCLA won, but it was about making the right. Michigan picks, sucks, man. I thought. It, Michigan very much sucks, and so does Michigan State. But yeah, I don't. know. I just think Michigan State's a, a better team. UCLA. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah, I think. I'm going with Mount St. Mary's, Drake, Appalachian State, and UCLA. I like Drake way more than I like Wichita State. I don't think Wichita State should have made it. Yeah, agreed. Agreed. Lenardi, that was the one team Lenardi didn't have in his bracket that uh-huh. made it. Yeah. So that Billy was brackets. crazy. But, all right, let's uh, – what I wanted to talk about was I, I want to do our um, our predictions from the Elite Eight onward. Okay. Uh so we'll give our final four, our championship matchup, and then our champion. And I want each of us to come up with a sleeper team. We can't have the same one. Can it so be? Can it, it can be? Okay, never mind. Never mind. Never Dan, mind. are you going to say the I mean, team it, we talked about yesterday? Because I have another option. No, you can you you can take that one. That's fine. I have another option. If you'd like, I but. swear, if it's this one team, okay, I'll use it then. Matt. I swear, right. I swear, if it's this one team. All right, who's going first? Let's 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 go with you. Two. I can go first. Okay. I typically go first. So, uh, up in my in the West bracket, I've got Gonzaga, of course, go Zags. Yeah. And I have Oregon. Ooh. I have Oregon coming out of the bottom. I have them beating Iowa wow. and then beating Kansas. Wow. And moving on to um, the Elite Eight. Wow. I'm not really sure why. I just – I feel like they they always have really athletic teams – and I feel like for some reason this is going to be one of those times when they just they shock everybody and they come around, they beat Iowa, who I don't think is as good as some people say they are. Um, and Kansas has kind of been weird to me all year long. So I've got, I've got Gonzaga advancing into the Final Four over Oregon. But I like Oregon to go that far. All right. You want to go you do your full give... region? Do your full yeah, bracket. You want me to... Yeah. Okay. Sounds good. Uh, should I go east or whatever one's I easiest for you? South west. next. Okay, I'll I'll go east because that'll be the division that plays against yeah. Gonzaga in my final four. I've got Colorado beating Michigan, and I have Alabama beating Texas. Uh, so those will be my two teams in the Elite Eight huh. in there: Colorado versus Alabama. Um, Colorado. A lot of people are you're having really, Colorado. You're really high round. on this Colorado team. I like Colorado. Um, I don't think Georgetown is as good as people are saying they are, even though they're hot. I think that Colorado, I I like the Buffs. I like McKinley Wright. Um, I think that they can beat Georgetown in that first matchup. I feel like Florida State is always iffy, um, so I I don't love the Seminoles there. And Michigan, I am nowhere near as high on Michigan as a lot of people around the country are. Um, And so I have them losing. I think if they don't lose – in the round of 32 to LSU, I have them losing in the Sweet 16. I don't think they're moving on to the Elite Eight. Big Pac-12 guy. So I've got 
Yeah, USC, I guess Colorado. So. I've got Alabama advancing into the Final Four out of that region from the yeah. SEC. Alabama is a fun team, in my opinion, and I yeah. think they've got the ability to do that. Uh, I'll go up to the south now. Up to the south. That makes no sense. Down to but, the south. <laughs> well, the way the I, end, I know, I know what you mean. I know what you mean. <laughs> I know what you mean. Top so right. I kind of have, I kind of have Baylor storming through um, their first couple matchups: Hartford, then North Carolina, then Purdue. Even Nova. though Purdue has like a, seven, has like a seventeen oh foot player on their team, I have Baylor beating all of them, moving on to the Elite Eight. And I have Arkansas as my mm-hmm. other team in the Elite Eight out of there. I think they're beating um, Colgate, which I actually think is a really good matchup round one. Colgate's one of the highest scoring teams in the country. And Arkansas plays a really fast pace, too. But I have Arkansas pulling out a near win in that game. I have them beating Mac McClung in Texas State. They're going to beat Ohio State, who I do not like this season. And they're going on to the Elite Eight, but they're going to lose to Baylor. And Baylor's going to the Final Four. And then out of the Midwest, I have Illinois versus Houston. Um, that's the one-two mm. in that. Um, but I, I have Illinois beating Drexel. I originally had them beating Georgia Tech, but now that Moses Wright is not playing, I had them beating Loyola Chicago. And then I had them beating Tennessee in the next round, and I have them advancing all the way uh, through to the Final Four, beating Houston. That's I, ha- I have a few upsets in that one, in that bracket. Uh-huh. I have San Diego State. Um, going into the Sweet 16. Uh, so I, I like them, but I think Illinois is going to win that region. So should I move into my Final Four, or should you guys give your picks first? Um, I think we can do our. Yeah. Matt, you want to go? Yeah, yeah cool. go ahead. All right. So um, Gonzaga's region, I, I got Gonzaga kind of cru- cruising to the Elite Eight. And then I, I actually have a different Pac-12 team. I got USC playing them in the Elite Eight. I like uh, Evan Mobley, their big man, uh, probably high pick in the NBA draft this year. I think he gives them a decent matchup against Luca Garza in Iowa. Um, so I'm going to say USC pulls that off, but then Gonzaga goes to the Final Four out of that region. And then in the East, um, I have I also have Florida State going to the Elite Eight. Elite Eight. <laughs> But then I have Texas beating Alabama, and I have Texas beating Florida State. Uh, just won the Big I 12 think, title. I, I think Texas and Alabama is going to be a spectacular game. Yeah, if I agree. we get to that point. I was, I was really torn on that, and I think whoever wins that game has a really good chance of getting to the Final Four. I agree. Yeah, I, I was going back and forth on that as well. Um, both just won their conference tournaments, and – so, yeah, I like Shock Smart a lot, like Texas. So I got Gonzaga and Texas matching up. And then uh, in Baylor's region, um, I have Baylor beating Purdue to get the Elite Eight. And then I got the team that, let's just say, won me a little bit of money a couple <laughs> years ago. I got Texas Tech going to the Elite Eight. I, really I like, like it. I like I it. Li- I like me. It's Mac McClung fun to watch that team is very good defensively still and you know i got i got to show a little loyalty i mean they came through for me once hopefully they can do it again but <laughs> i can't bring them all the way to the final four i'm gonna say baylor goes to the final four as much as i wanted to make a real fun pick there um and then honestly this was the region i was pretty torn on at first um the midwest because 
I'm looking at Illinois. I, I like Illinois a lot as a team, and I'll just say that's the team I have going to the Final Four. But it was hard for me to pick them because I think they have a pretty tough path. Um, I'm surprised you had Tennessee playing Illinois. I, I got them playing Cade Cunningham and Oklahoma State. Yeah. But I also have Houston right. matching up. I think Houston has a pretty easy path to the Elite Eight, to be honest. Um, and I just like them a lot as a team. They're really good defensively. And But then I have Illinois beating Houston. Oh, go ahead, Joe. All righty. So starting in Gonzaga's region, I got Gonzaga and Iowa in that Elite Eight. No, wait. Yeah, in that Elite Eight. Yes. Um, You know, I was torn of I, – I don't think Kansas is going to get there. I was torn of picking USC or Iowa. I might be going with more of a homer pick and trying to like a more conservative pick here with uh, Iowa, but we'll see about that. Um, moving down to the east – I this is Wait, where, who's winning that game, John? Oh, sorry. That is going to be Gonzaga. <laughs> okay. Gonzaga. Yeah, Thank sorry. you. Sorry. Um, moving down to the east, this is where one of my sleeper teams uh, comes in, and that's LSU. Um, I, I've a Elite lot of, Eight. Elite Eight. Wow. Um, against Texas. And correct me if I'm wrong here and make fun of me if this doesn't happen. But I have LSU going to the Final Four. Okay. Um, Got to be a little bit bold here. Neal. Has LSU winning his whole bracket? So I don't think you're, I don't think you're as uh, as far fetched. No, as you but think um, a lot of people are saying that LSU is really good. I haven't seen a lot of them, but I've heard that from people. So I think they're gonna have an easy path to the Elite Eight. I, think I they, don't know about easy. But well, not easy, but I think they're able to beat Michigan because they Michigan score, they, they have score to, a ton they of have points. They beat the number one seed in their bracket. Yeah. I don't, yeah. I don't know if I'd go with easy path. I, uh, maybe yeah. that was the wrong wording around. I like the pick, though. They score but, a ton of points yeah. and are getting a little better defensively. But yeah, they were I agree. I was, I was torn on that game, too. And uh, going to the south, I have Baylor and Arkansas in the Elite Eight with Baylor winning that one. Um, is, good pick. Uh, Dan, Very good pick, John. Dan knows um, – <laughs> I said Baylor winning that one, right? Yes. Okay. I thought I said Arkansas. But you anyways, did. I did? No, you got it right. Right, no. whatever. Come on, John. Keep moving. Whatever. Arkansas, We've I've heard from uh, one of mine and Dan's friends uh, who goes to South Carolina. They're a really good team. I think that might be a, a close game. Might go to overtime. Uh, so that was a tough one for me to pick. Um, Baylor goes out in that one. And then going to the Midwest, it's Illinois and West Virginia in the Elite Eight and the Illini uh, winning that one. Um, Houston does not make it past – 60 32 because I'm kind of going with a little bit of a homer New Jersey pick with Rutgers. Oh, pulling, God. trying to get an got upset. Rutgers into the Sweet 16? Boom. Uh, who knows? Who knows? <laughs> oh, my God. I'm not a fan of them. I mean, I'm picking Cuse over San Diego State as well. Um, no, no. Disagree totally. Why? You should talk, why? I, you should talk to I like I like San Diego State a whole lot. I, I have them going into my Sweet 16, losing to Houston. I mean that's a. I think. If you look I think at, they are way better. Syracuse is pretty much for me. It all comes down to Buddy Beheim, and I don't think he's good enough to carry their team that far into the tournament. I mean, Syracuse is only going to win one game in my in my bracket, so it, it's it's not one of those like going to be detrimental to my entire bracket. Okay. But, yeah. So I've got the Aztecs beating up on them. <laughs> Maybe we'll switch it. <laughs> all right. Final four. I have Gonzaga beating Alabama, 
and Illinois beating Baylor. Okay. Um, and then my national champion, I have the Fighting Illini as my selection. My score was 81 to 76. I think that Kofi Coburn is an absolute monster. I really like Io too, and they've got a few really good glue pieces. And then Kispert's going to score a whole lot of points for the Zags um, throughout the whole thing. Uh, I see him as a potential Joe Harris when he gets to the NBA. Um, <laughs> and I, I, even though a lot of people are, a lot of people I've talked to are kind of, kind of down on Gonzaga. I think this might be one of those years. I mean, they've had so many spectacular teams, but I think this is going to be one of those times when they truly live up to expectations and make their way into the national championship. Yeah, I mean, I think they're they could be the first team since like what was it? what would it be nineteen sixty six to go undefeated and win a national championship? Yeah, I forget the exact year, but it's somewhere around that ballpark. Mm-hmm. Kentucky tried, but you know who ended that? The Badgers. Yeah, remember the national runner up? Yeah. <laughs> Who's going next? All right, I got it. Uh, I have the same matchup. I have Gonzaga beating Texas. I have Illinois beating Baylor. It was a little tough um, for me to pick that because I really like Baylor. They have three All-American guards, um, and I, I think the tournament really comes down to guard play a lot of the time. But um, I think Illinois kind of has the best of both worlds in terms of really good guard play, like you mentioned with Io, and then a dominant big man. Um so I got Illinois, and then, again, I have Illinois beating Gonzaga as well, which, like you said, was was tough to pick because um, I really like Gonzaga, but I I, I don't know. I, I'm a believer in momentum, I guess. I think Illinois yeah. beat ha, has some of the best wins on the season. They just won the best conference. So, yeah, I got them winning it all. And my score I put was 77-72, so a Ooh. little less. All right, so I have Gonzaga – beating LSU uh, in that Final Four, and then the Illini beating Baylor in that one. And I do have the Fighting and Illini winning the national championship. Man, um, this is gross. The, wow, a lot of disparity. <laughs> I know, I know, right? Um, but my score is 80-78. Wow, tight one. Yeah. We had very close scores there, John. We do, we do. Um, I don't know. It, who knows? With this one, at least our final fours are not uh, all number one seeds. Yeah, that's that would have been that would have been boring. Be bad. That would have been boring. Yeah. Honestly, right, you want to talk a little bit about sleeper teams? Wait, can I make one comment first? Um, yeah, go ahead, Matt. You know, go normally, ahead. I mean, as you guys know now, I'm normally you know the the guy who hosts the uh, the bracket group. So normally, when I fill out my yeah. bracket, I like to think about things that will get me points that not many other people are going to get, and that's part of why Texas Tech won me a lot of money a couple years ago. Um, but this bracket, I, I I didn't like as much it, it, when thinking that way because it was just so I totally hard. Agree. It was so hard to Gonzaga. I think has such an easy path. Yeah, um, and it's like Illinois. Like I said, has a tough path, but they look so good. It's so hard to pick against them, even with a Cade Cunningham. The only team I thought about beating them seriously was Oklahoma State. But even then, it's like, yeah, I really like Cade, but I I don't know if the rest of the team is like a Final Four level team. Um, and Baylor, like, the only doubts I had about them and the only reason I have Illinois beating them is just because 
Um, you know, they had that COVID pause earlier in the year, and since then, like, they've been a good but not elite like they were early in the year. Um, otherwise, I may pick them to win it all. But, yeah, this bracket in general is just harder. I mean, I'm seeing so many people having Gonzaga, Illinois in the final, and it's hard not to pick that. It really is. Yeah, I, I 100% agree because I'm also the kind of guy I like to pick upsets that might have zero chance of ever happening. And this time I just – going through the bracket, I was like, okay, I like the better seed here. I like the better seed. I like, it was just that over and over and over over again. I wasn't like, okay, there's a lot of lower seeds that I think could make some noise. No, it was just a lot of like – I really think the one one and two seeds here are going to dominate – through the league so uh-huh. I, I don't know I I didn't have a ton of or I don't think there's a ton of disparity in this bracket compared to a lot of ones in the past and that's probably why we're seeing so many Illinois yeah. versus Gonzaga in that championship and so many one or two seeds in the final four and well, you know I I hope we do see more and I mean the big factor here is how our team's going to handle like the bubble yeah um yep and I'll yep. I'll get into that a little for the next segment. But, um, yeah, so, you know, how is that going to affect certain teams more than others? Are, are one of these one seeds going to be more vulnerable? Is somebody going to get COVID and ruin the whole thing? We don't know. So it, that kind of stuff, it, it may be hard to pick the upsets this year, harder, but still going to be super fun to watch. Dan, I think you have very uh, the same Final Four as John Fanta. He just tweeted it out. I saw it on Twitter. Really? He has Gonzaga, Bama, Baylor and Illinois. Okay, me and the fans. Yeah, I mean, agreeing that, here. That All basketball right. minded guy, you, that. You, might, you might be in the right, fine with right direction. My bracket was I watched a YouTube video with uh, the legend John Rothstein. Um, legend. His bracket. <laughs> I wish Shane was here because he complains about him to me all the time. Oh, I know. Um, <laughs> um, but my bracket was very similar to his. Like, even with some of the, like, 64 and 32 picks. Very similar. And I was like, wow. Interesting. Interesting. All right, let's All right. get into that. Uh, Go ahead, Dan. Yeah, okay. Okay, I'll, I'll talk first about uh, my main sleeper team. I've got number 13 seed Ohio. Uh, I've got them into my Sweet 16. I have them beating Virginia in round one. And then I actually have uh, UC Santa Barbara beating Creighton as well. So I've got Ohio mm. beating them to move into the Sweet 16 against Gonzaga, and I really like this Ohio team for a few reasons. Number one is Jason Preston has been, like, on fire the entire season. He is averaging a whole lot of points, rebounds, and assists. So he he literally does it all for this team. They've got a big man in Dwight Wilson. I mean, he's not the biggest, of course, but he gets a lot of rebounds. He scores a lot of points, and there's just something – about this Ohio team that has excited me in some games that I've watched there this season. Their conference obviously is not as high level as a lot of these, but I've got Ohio advancing a little bit further into my bracket. Um, and let's see, any other sleeper teams I have? Well, I have Winthrop beating Villanova, of course, because I <laughs> never have Villanova winning any games at all. Boo! Um, <laughs> Boo! I'm, I'm, I was going to. Oh, we lost Dan. So sad. <laughs> so sad. Yeah, we complete lost accident. Complete accident. We, let, we I pushed the off button there, Dan. I'm sorry about that. <laughs> well, 
I have Winthrop beating Villanova. Oh, that, that, I thought. Oh, I thought that we had a little technical problem there. <laughs> oh. <laughs> but yeah, I, I don't have a ton of upsets this year. Um, Matt, I did want to say one thing. You mentioned me taking Tennessee over Oklahoma State, and I think that's more of a symptomatic thing that the teams that have the number one, the projected number one draft pick, never seem to do as well as they're supposed to. Yeah. So I don't think that they're going to advance past Tennessee. I like Tennessee. I have like Tennessee teams in the past. Um, and I think they're going to move on to the Sweet 16. But I could absolutely see uh, Cade and Avery Anderson and some of those guys getting on a complete tear and even challenging Illinois to get into that Elite Eight. I got Tennessee losing in the first round. Got I got Oregon State. I, right, Oregon State doesn't, doesn't really – they don't even they don't really intimidate me that much. Yeah, not me either. I know they just won, but I don't know. I think they they caught some they caught a bit of a hot streak. I think it might have cooled down a bit in the past few days. This this long wait, and I think the same with Georgetown. They were on such a high recently. I think they're going to start to skid. I do have Colorado beating them. Uh, okay, can I go now? Yeah, go real quickly because we're yeah. getting close to winners and losers. All right, so the sleeper team I want to talk about, John. It I, I said some nice things about LSU, but I like Saint Bonaventure. Oh, the Bonnies. I think St. Bonaventure is going to take down LSU and Michigan, go to the Sweet 16. And it's because they, they don't, they're not a super deep team, but I, they normally play five or six guys. I think one thing going to this bubble, you need to have continuity. You need to have guys you're familiar with. They have an, a veteran roster that plays together a lot. I like them. I think they're going to take down Michigan. I also have Colgate beating Arkansas in the first round, like Dan mentioned. They're a team that scores a ton of points. I like them. Um, let's see. Anything else? I want shout to out, shout out, Jeff Woodward. Yeah. On uh, yeah. On Colgate, friend, best friends with uh, John and my friend Tyler. Yeah. Oh, fun. Um. Yeah. Go ahead, John. Uh, other team that hasn't been mentioned. I think UConn can go on a run. I have them going to my Sweet Sixteen. I have them. I have them beating. That's not Alabama. as far as Galley. Yeah, I know. Galley <laughs> hasn't gone to the Final Four. Yeah. Um, but. I'm not going that far. I think Danny Hurley is a good coach. I think this team didn't hit their peak at times this season because of all the COVID stuff. We saw them struggle a little bit uh, in the Big East tournament, but I, after a, a week of practice, uh, and I think they'll be good. I really, 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 really wanted to pick Maryland, but against any other team, I couldn't pick Maryland uh, for that yeah. purpose. But, yeah. All right. Yeah, that that was a, that was a tough draw for Maryland. Yeah, I agree. Really I, I wanted to have Maryland a little further. I like uh, Hakeem Hart is on their team. Yeah, he is. Um, Catholic, Roman League Catholic, alum. right Catholic near us. Alum. But uh, I I thought that they could have made a bit of a run if they had gotten an easier exactly. seven seed. But Book Knight and UConn seem a little too scary for me. Yeah, and I, I think that I think that Texas UConn game in the Sweet Sixteen could be a fun one. But obviously, I have Texas mm. winning that one. UConn's got to get past number two seeded Alabama first, John. Yeah, I know, I know, I know, I know. <laughs> Don't forget about that. All right, yeah, I think yeah. it's time for uh, winners and losers. Sure. Cool. Dan. Yeah, I I'll start us off. Um, my winner is whoever on Twitter made the spectacular Wheel of Fortune meme about the <laughs> Bears quarterback situation <laughs> because that that had me laughing for multiple minutes last night. Um, so shout out to whoever came up with that. I couldn't find the original tweets, but. That was hysterical. And my loser is the Philadelphia Flyers defense. Yeah. Uh, 
They gave up nine goals in two periods last night. Flyers lost nine nothing. And I got nothing. shot out on Instagram about that. Did you I, see that? I enjoyed that. Yes. Did you see that? Say what? Kristen, one of the uh, one of the reporters, oh, uh, producers on the yikes. sports desk, um, <laughs> because she knows I'm from Philly and all, and I I talked a lot of crap about the Flyers beating the Rangers the other day. Um, put put something on her Instagram story and tagged me on it. So yeah, you deserve that. I did kind of deserve, deserve that. It. Yeah, but uh, that was a tough one. I got called out. Yeah, for. that was that was that was a bad one last night. So yeah. we got to get back on the saddle. Our defense needs to be better. Uh, got to trade for somebody. Yeah, to shore up that top line, Provorov and somebody else, and then hopefully you can get two solid defensive pairings below them. Yeah, you got trade deadline coming up soon. Yes, sir. All right, Matt. Um, okay, my winner is not sports-related, but I'm going to say Marquette and the nursing department oh, for yeah. allowing pretty much every student employee to get vaccinated. from me. Oh, I'm sorry, Johnny. But all four members of this show have now yeah. received their first dose. Big big time here at Marquette. A lot of students getting vaccinated. Great to see. Wisconsin, actually, very also, high in the country, uh, vaccine rollout. Yeah, so I was going to say, John and, I didn't even, John and I didn't even get ours at Marquette, so also yeah. want to shout out the workers over at the Wisconsin Center. Uh, yeah, yeah, but uh, yeah, that was mine. Spectacular work as well. That was going to be mine, but Sorry, I, it felt really, really like empowering that you get after you get that first dose. Uh, for me, at least, I'm, I'm sure you two can say that too. But yeah, big, big moment. Despite the left arm pain, despite <laughs> yeah. the stiffness, a little, little cost for a big reward. That's how you look at it. Yeah, thank God I picked my right one. He gave me a choice. Oh, yeah, boy, yeah. it's a little stiff. Yeah. Uh, my loser, I'm going to say sorry for this, John. It's you. Uh, you what? were you were yelling at me yesterday for no reason. <laughs> uh, you, I sent a very funny video of Giannis Antetokounmpo talking about a cheesesteak. He was smiling and laughing. It was fun. And you proceeded <laughs> to yell very mean things at me. Uh, the Bucks beat the Sixers yesterday. Big time oh. comeback win in overtime. I get it. He sat down on the court, but deal with it. Okay? Joel Embiid would do that. Seven times a week. All right, so just stop. I, I, yeah, I would John. love was, it when was, Joel does it, but I hate good. it when Giannis did it. I understand that. That was good. But, okay, that was good. Um, I apologize for that. Having a little okay. fun there. Um, <laughs> my winner is whoever created the Twitter account. Did Wojo get fired today? <laughs> and <laughs> the profile itself is tweeting every day until Wojo is fired. A lot We're of better Wojo than this market. A lot of yeah, Wojo talk. Another- Another shout out. There is a truck driving around campus. <laughs> yeah, the re- I saw that. He's <laughs> advocating for that as well. So that's I, funny. I'm trying. I'm hoping that's out there on when we get done GSR tonight. On my way to some annex, take a nice photo of the truck. I hope it's there. But my loser is Carson Wentz. Wow. Yeah. Um, for I, what? For what? For being a jerk. Of and, and not not, not not I didn't see this. not accepting the the way to say your farewell in a meaningful way, and it's just that he puts out all these he's putting out all these videos. I get he's in the next chapter of his career, but for saying stuff about the Eagles now is just let that that's the old chapter. Like, come on, what, like what did he say? I was gonna say I'm gonna have to I look mean, into that. I mean, he, I saw stuff on Twitter today. How the 
how the Colts weren't allowing any Philly reporters asking questions out of his request. That's normal. But but hold on, hold That's on. Insanely normal. Okay, I understand that, but but there's a lot of other things there, and I'm, we're at the end of the hour, so we're a uh, little cut. Oh, uh, Save by the Bell. Save by the Bell. Great TV show if you haven't seen it, but. All yes, right. You guys don't know that show? I've never seen it, no. Oh, sad. You I know. Watch I it. know Stay by the Bell. You should watch it. But uh, that'll about do it for us here on this episode of Down the Line. Matt Yazel, Dan Abington, John Leuzzi, Shane Hogan hopefully will be back with us next week. Dan will be back in the saddle here in the studio. But uh, we'll see you next week. Thanks.